0: All right, here we go. Second string podcast. Um, another Michigan State football post mortem. Bad, bad is the way I'd. Actually, before we get into the bad and the negative and the ugly, I've been obs- I've been listening to "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal all morning today. If you haven't heard that song in a while, I highly recommend just giving it a listen. It's a great song. It's going to put you in a good mood. Love remains. It's a great song to sing along to. One of those that it is a pretty famous song. But you kind of forget about it. You see it in a movie here and there, and you're like, oh, wow. I, like, I know that song. That's a famous song. Seal. It's the only reason anybody knows who Seal is. It's a great song. I highly recommend you go back and listen. If it's been a while for you, sure to put you in a good mood. And if you like singing, if you're like me, where just nothing's better than a sing-along song, um, you will be leaving happy and satisfied. I can promise you that. It's a great song. I've just been thinking about I've listened to it probably conservatively 30 times. Already today. So I just I don't know. I just felt like I had to say something because it's been stuck in my head the entire day. Anyways, MSU post mortem. I was gonna combine this with the Lions postmortem, but um this one won't be as bad. This one's not gonna be I know people might expect me to come on here and be all negative and yelling and we suck and this sucks and they all suck. Don't get me wrong. That was like the most pathetic performance I've seen in my life. But context matters. We know where we are. We know we're probably actually a bad team. I know we beat Michigan last week, but we're probably a bad team. I mean, Michigan might be bad, too. They're 1-2 and also. Um, So it's not like I was coming into this year expecting to be good and now these laying eggs. I'm like, oh, man, what's happening? It's like, yeah, this is kind of what we thought would happen, right? So I'm not super upset with it, obviously. Anytime your team gets beat by 42 and it's not Ohio State that they're playing, uh kind of alarming, for sure. For sure alarming. Um, so that's not good. But like I said, context matters, you know, that's the least upset I'll ever be watching Michigan State get completely throttled in my life. That's it. So, I had that going for me. Saturday was a beautiful day in Michigan. It was like 70 degrees. The sun was out. People are drinking beers. I got to spend my weekend in Grand Rapids. There's people out and about. Music's in the air. Everyone feels good. You feel the vibe. It's it's up, up, up. Everyone's good. Michigan State losing by 42 was not going to bring me down. I promise you that. And you mix it with the fact that I knew this team would be bad going in. There's no chance in hell it's going to bring me down. So, we stayed up. That's the key here. We stay up, even though the game was less than ideal. We stay up. Um, Again, now next week we play Indiana. Probably going to get our teeth kicked in again. Stay up. Stay up. It's going to be a little cooler outside in Michigan this weekend, so we're not going to be able to just go outside and drink a thousand Bud Lights and escape our problems. So we're going to have to stay up, be a little more resilient, hang tough, all that good stuff. But I was going to combine it with the Lions. The Lions one will come out tomorrow. That one's going to be more angry and more in depth where we go from here. But that's for tomorrow. Right now, we're focusing on Michigan State. So, Michigan State, I said it at the top terrible. I mean, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen a college football team play in my lifetime. We thought Rutgers was bad. Our Rutgers performance was far superior to what we did against Iowa. Like, Rutgers. A, we didn't lose by 42. B, you could just chalk it up to the freak fumbles. Like, fumbling however many times you did and turning it over seven times, nine if you include on downs, like, that obviously is bad. But it's, like, you know, probably not going to happen often at all. You know, kind of an anomaly. And you could directly – you look at the game and you directly look at, oh, we lost – we fumbled it ten times. That's probably why we lost the game. We Otherwise, we defense played pretty well. Offense moved the ball a little bit. Like, if we don't turn it over a million times, we probably win the game. So that's good to see. The problem with this week, the Iowa game, you watch it and you're like, oh, well, we lost by 42 because we are fucking terrible. That's a little more alarming. And it's not one of those games that you, even though we lost, you can feel good about after or feel – even halfway decent about it's one of those games where you feel terrible about from the time the game started to the game ended. And now in the postmortem, I still feel terrible about it. Like we literally looked like the worst team in college football. And I, I haven't seen like UTEP play or like Alabama Southeastern. I haven't seen any of their game tape this year, but I can't imagine it was much worse than what we put out there Saturday. Like that was the most pathetic game I've seen in my life. Everything sucked. Offense was terrible. Defense was terrible. Special teams may have been the worst of the three. Like, it was all bad. There was nothing, at least with the Lions games, it's like, oh, at least the punting game was great. Like, we had nothing going. Nothing. Missing field goals, punt returns, left, right, and center. Nobody tackled on defense. Nobody got pressure. Rocky Lombardi, I know he's from Iowa. I don't know if he got a little confused and thought he was playing for Iowa. He was just handing them the ball. Everything was bad. Weren't physical. Didn't really look like they cared. I don't, I mean, I'm sure they did, but it was like pretty flat performance. Pretty like, <clears throat> even when we did make a few, the few good plays, it was like, oh, cool. All right. Well, I don't really care. Like it was just never, there was never life. We make a big play like that. nailer end of the first half, the one big play, we have like a 50 yard bomb to Naylor. It's just dead. It's like a morgue on our sidelines. Like, guys, we're, we just made one of the two good plays that we've made the entire first half. Like, can we get a little bit of energy? Like fucking clap it up or something? It was terrible. So I don't even know where to start with the team. I mean, defense. Did Antoine Simmons get hurt? Like, he must have. Because he played the first drive or two and then was just gone the rest of the day. So that, obviously, missing our best player. Probably on the team, for sure, on the defense, that's tough. That's not gonna do us any favors. Um, defensively tackling, I felt like we were just bouncing. I don't know who Iowa's running back is. I don't know if he's supposed to be a stud. He's probably just an average Joe. We were just bouncing off Iowa, off the Iowa running back. like had no interest in tackling him. Um, our secondary felt like got toasted pretty much the entire day. Kalen Gervin, who I thought played great against Michigan, sucked. He got burned multiple, multiple times. Um, I'm trying to think. Pass rush didn't, didn't exist. Whoever, their quarterback, what's his name? Number seven. I can't remember it off the top of my head. The dude just hung out all day back there and threw crossing routes over and over and over. It reminded me, oddly enough, our defense reminded me of Michigan playing Ohio State when they just throw crossing routes, and it just, Works over and over because we never adjust. Like it was just crossing route after crossing route. I didn't understand how we didn't realize that or do anything to try to solve the fact that they just threw five yard drags every single time they threw it. So that was frustrating, especially because since we know it's a rebuilding year, like I'm more okay with the players not being up to the task. Like I'm okay with oh, our our linebackers just aren't fast enough to make those plays or our cornerbacks aren't smart enough or whatever, like the players messing up. But it's another thing where the coaching staff seems to just have no ability to adjust. So that was, again, one of the more alarming factors of the game. It's like I'm sitting on a couch with a truly in my hand, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's the fifth time they've just run a crossing pattern and burned us, like. Are we not going to ever – does nobody that gets actually paid money no, to notice the stuff notice it? Why does it take the fucking 23-year-old at his buddy's apartment? Why am I the one that notices it, and the guy making $5.5 million a year doesn't notice it? I don't want to get too, too negative on Mel and the coaching staff just because they get a pass after last week, but still, it's like – why does no like nobody sees this i don't get that how does how is this not obvious to everybody so that again one of the more alarming aspects obviously getting beat by 42 is alarming but the fact that we're just not making any adjustments is the more alarming part of it i would say um so yeah run game terrible run defense terrible pass defense terrible tackling terrible uh, ability Ability to adjust from the coaching staff and the scheme. Terrible. Special teams. Yeah, terrible. Every time we punted the ball, it was like, oh, this one's going to the house. They did return one. They almost returned, like, two others, so that was terrible. Coughlin missed a field goal terrible. Um, And then the offense, like, I don't even know what to say about the offense. The offense, O-line was – like didn't block anybody. It was like the Rutgers game again. Like, I don't, that's what confuses me about it is we went, when you look at the tape last week, when we played Michigan, I know they're one and two now. And it's like, Oh, Michigan, maybe Michigan's just not good. But you watch that tape of us from that week to this week. And it's like, this, this cannot be the same team because we, we, everything that made us successful against Michigan is what made us unsuccessful against Iowa. Against Michigan, the O-line, Rocky, had I don't think he got sacked all day. I think he got hit like once or twice. They gave Rocky time all, all afternoon. Obvious passing down. Everybody everybody on watching the game knows we're throwing it. Doesn't matter. O-line, I'll give him five seconds. Against Iowa, it felt like the dude got hit every single time he dropped back to pass. Then they weren't even blitzing. It was just like, oh, this guy just beat his man clean like all day they were getting toasted um so that was bad and again we didn't run the ball obviously against Rutgers we didn't run it great against Michigan but here and there there were some holes here and there we picked up some yardage on the ground we didn't run the ball at all against Iowa like nobody blocking their man again like I said it last week or two weeks ago after the Rutgers game, like to the point where it's like, are these guys aware that they need to block like the O line? Like, do these guys understand that the dude in the black and yellow Jersey standing right in front of them, that they just run past, he's probably going to make the tackle and blow up the entire play. Like people didn't seem to get that this week again, even though we understood it last week. Alarming, another alarming thing. Um, wideouts, Jalen Naylor, had a huge drop, but that's the only notable thing from the wideouts. Slick Rick, sadly, didn't didn't do as much this week. Um, I don't know. I mean, what can the wideouts do when Rocky doesn't have a ton of time? And what he does, he's throwing it right at defenders. Rocky was terrible. I know he's from Iowa. I know he's been he circled this game when he was in high school. I know all that blah, blah, blah. I don't fucking care, to be totally honest. And I know he's been good. I was a Rocky not – I was a non-believer coming into the season. I was bummed when he was the day one starter. But he's proved me wrong, fortunately. He played great against Michigan. He was good against Rutgers, too. That game was not his fault. He played great, outstanding against Michigan. So credit where credit is due. He's proved me wrong up until this point. But this week, like, he was, gen, like, genuinely awful. Those three interceptions, I think they – three in the first half – The first one was that deep ball. Nobody was there. So I don't know how him and whoever's running these deep routes can possibly miscommunicate this many times. Nobody was there. He just threw up a bomb to the Iowa defender, whatever. I think it was third down and it was just, uh, it was like a punt. So I didn't care a ton about that. The other two, one off his back foot that he, or his knee like slipped, just throws it right at the defender. Like and he takes it to the house, like, right at the defender. Um, And then the other one, the fullback, I think, leaked out, and he throws it to a guy that's being blocked. That was bad, too. That was very bad. So the fact that he came out at halftime and was, like, still being allowed to play, another thing where it's, like, I don't want to say alarming, but I want to say... Uh, confusing. Like, why? I get he's from Iowa. I really do. I know he circled it in his senior year. Like, he was probably so excited. I get it. I get it. I do. But man, at some point, like, we're a Big Ten university. Like, Mel Tucker was brought here to try to win football games, not to have people start games in their home states. Like, I'm sorry if that's insensitive. I don't really care. But Like, dude, how does he come out and start that second half? Not to mention, not to mention, as rumor has it, that he was injured. He was partially injured. I don't know if it was lower half or his shoulder or what, but he was kind of banged up. Again, did we learn nothing from Brian Lewerke? Why are we playing injured quarterbacks? Like, unless the dude's Justin Fields and it's like an an injured Justin Fields is just way better than the next guy. These backups we have, it was a quarterback competition out of camp between Thorne Day and Rocky Lombardi. We can afford to let Rocky sit for a little bit and play one of the other guys. Don't be playing injured quarterbacks. like That is not going to go well for anybody. Rocky's going to stink and throw a ton of interceptions, and then people like me are going to come on here and say, Rocky fucking sucks. And then he's going to get – like it's just bad. I didn't understand that. Quick break. I want to just sneak a quick break in here and then – I'll talk about the team as a whole and going forward. Quick break. So where was I? That's right. Playing injured quarterbacks for some reason. Michigan State seems to have an obsession with that. Thought it was just Mark D'Antonio. Mel Tucker falls right in line. Guy's injured? Yup. Get his ass on the field. Guy can't throw a football? Guess what? You're going to throw it 40 times a day. Questionable, but I guess... If it works, even though it obviously doesn't, it works. So, yeah, I don't really get that. The Michigan State seeming obsession with playing injured quarterbacks. I don't get that. If he – maybe he wasn't actually hurt. It looked like he was injured because Rocky was hobbling around, like, the entire second half of the game. I don't know if it was the classic, oh, I'm playing like shit. I should probably seem injured, hobble, or genuine, like, my leg is broken, hobble. I don't know. Hopefully, I guess for his sake, it was the, I'm playing like ass. I need people to think I'm injured, Hobble, not I'm actually injured. But regardless, if he's going to act injured or he is injured, why the hell is he still in the game? And like I said, if he's Justin Fields and he's tearing it up and he's hobbling, it's like, oh man, all right, fine. This guy's playing incredible. We'll make an exception. But if he threw three picks in the first half and looks like he doesn't know what he's doing, then it maybe. Like, maybe in that situation, it's okay to not play him, right? And by maybe it's okay to not play him, I am in a nice way saying, why the fuck are you letting him play? Don't be an idiot. Put in the backup. So that was really annoying to watch as well. In the grand scheme of this, though, this is why I was saying I'm not super concerned about this game. Watching it, it was like, this sucks that we're (laughs) terrible and getting destroyed by Iowa because every Saturday – Whether state's good or not, obviously it's more fun when we're good, but every Saturday, like it's exciting getting to watch MSU. No doubt about it. Whether it's a game where it's Michigan, Michigan State, or it's Michigan State, Iowa, and we get murdered. Either way, going in, I'm like, hell yeah, it's Saturday. I can't wait to watch my team. Whatever happens, I know the expectation isn't high, but I'm excited to watch. Like that feeling will never go away. However, while obviously I want us to always win, that's the least disappointed I'll ever be with getting blown out. Again, probably a little cushion the week before, upsetting Michigan in Ann Arbor. Again, per potentially ending Jim Harbaugh's tenure in Ann Arbor. Also, just shoving it up Michigan's face, the fact that they can't fucking beat us consistently. When we're terrible, we just went in there and dominated them. That was that. That bought a season of Mel Tucker sucking. Like, I don't know if I said it after the game last week, but I'll say it now. We can just go one and seven and I'll be fine with it. Like success. I'm okay with that. We all knew this season was gonna be like best case scenario, best case. Like we just soar above our potential. This game, this season was gonna be like four and four at best. And one of those losses was going to be Michigan. More realistically, it was probably going to be like two and six, kind of thing. Um, that's how I feel now. I'm like one and seven, two and six. I don't really care. I think we will win another game. Uh, I think you look at the Michigan game and some of the things we did there, it was like, damn, like, we're, are we actually kind of good? That's what makes this, that's the one thing that makes this Iowa game frustrating and so confusing. It's like the Michigan game, even if they're not great. Like, you watch us play, and it were we look legit. Like, the defense was very good all game. We got to Milton a little bit. The secondary was great. Linebackers played great. We stopped the run a fair amount. Um, the offense was great. Like I mentioned earlier, Rocky had all day. We didn't run the ball well, but we had a few bigger plays, and the wideouts dominated Michigan secondary. Our wideouts looked like we were Ohio State. And the offense, we moved the ball. We scored points. We looked functional. Like, you watch that game, you watch Michigan State in that Michigan game, and you're, you're going away from that like, damn, I know we thought we were going to be really bad this year. I think I'm not alone when I say it. We thought we were going to be really bad this year. But you watch that game, and you're now all of a sudden, at least I was like, shit, we actually might be decent. I know we all thought we'd be terrible, and we weren't supposed to win this game, but we just dominated Michigan. And not only that, but, like, we looked like a pretty for-real football team along the way. So to go into Iowa and follow that up with a game where we couldn't do anything right, that is weird and confusing, and that's the more frustrating aspect of all of this is it's like, fuck, man. Like it'd be one thing if we lost to Rutgers, lost to Michigan, and then we put up this performance where it's like, okay, we're terrible. We're just not good at anything. It makes total sense. But that Michigan game, you watch them and you're like, this Michigan State team? We like four and four all of a sudden doesn't sound crazy. Like four and four seems – the way we played against Michigan, if we put that performance out seven more times or six more times, four and four seems very attainable. Like if we put that Michigan performance out against Iowa, I'm going into this week thinking, yeah, no way Iowa's beating that team. If that team shows up, we're going to kill Iowa. That team didn't show up. So it might be a classic Jekyll and Hyde situation. It's one of two scenarios we have. It's one of two scenarios. Either this team actually is just really bad and Mel Tucker got him up for Michigan and everybody just played their balls off and everything kind of went our way and we won that one game and we actually suck. Or we're going to have a Jekyll and Hyde scenario where what, one week we look great, like we look like a real football team, like a team that... We're not gonna ever beat Ohio State, but anybody else in this conference will be able to give a game and make interesting. And then the next week we look at like someone that couldn't beat the Troy High School varsity team circa 2015. That's the situation. It's one of those two. Either we actually are just terrible, and Michigan was like a one time, a one time fluke type situation, or one week's gonna be great, the next week's gonna be terrible, and it's gonna be a seesaw until it's all fucking over. We'll see. Either way, whatever, we won the one the big game. like we The Michigan game was the one game. It's like, can I win? If I get to choose one, it'll be that one, and then I don't care the rest of the way. We've known what this was going to be this year. We've known it was a rebuilding year. We've known we're going to have to wait for Mel Tucker to install his, uh, his offense, his defense, his philosophy, his culture, everything. I mean, the guy was here for like two months practicing with him before the season started. It was going to take a little bit longer for everything to get, installed, and we're going to have to wait a couple of years. Mel Tucker, we brought him in. His thing, his calling card, he can recruit. That's what everyone keeps saying. He's going to recruit here. He's going to bring in big-time players. Well, not only are we going to we have to wait for people to get used to the way he runs a football team, but it's going to take a few years for those Mel Tucker recruits to come in, some of these more talented guys that all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I can ask this dude to just go guard a guy one-on-one all game. I can ask this four-star defensive end. to I can say, hey, we're going to rush four. You're a four-star. You're an animal. Go get off to the quarterback. All of a sudden, things become easier. When you have stud athletes, it's a lot easier to install whatever Mel Tucker's game plan and strategy is. So it's a waiting game. We knew the season was going to be a lost cause from the jump. We knew we were going to take some beatings. We knew that. We knew that. We've had some early success with beating Michigan. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Like Mel Tucker said, this is not the end. This is just the beginning for him. This is just just the beginning for the Mel Tucker era at MSU. Patience, people. Patience. If you – like Indiana's ranked 10. They're coming to East Lansing next week. We're probably going to get destroyed. Like you just need to come to grips with that. That's the only way – this season gets any easier or more bearable for people you just need to understand i know what we were used to from the 2010s to 2015 where it's like we're the team that comes in when we just beat you every time it's unless it's ohio state like those years of it's us in ohio state every year it's gonna be a couple more until we hopefully get back to that for now it's we play a ranked team they're probably gonna beat us bad right? We play an unranked team. It's still probably not going to be great. Like we're going to have to put up with some bad performances. I think the key, and like I said, Mel Tucker bought himself this year. He should not be allowed. Like you you shouldn't be allowed to complain about him for the rest of the year. The fact that he beat Michigan alone in his first year with minimal practice with Cam Newton as Michigan's quarterback and Harbaugh, the savior. That alone, like, it should be illegal to complain about Mel Tucker all year. Like, give him time. Give him time. Next year, spoiler alert: next year is going to be bad too. It's going to be really fucking bad next year. And then year three is when we can say, okay, Mel, like, you've had a couple years. You've got a couple recruiting classes. Like, everybody knows the offense. They know the defense. Like, now we're going to start gauging you by: are we going to win games? It's still. It's still, can we bounce back from Iowa? Do we look like a better team? Does the offense make improvements? Does the defense make improvements? That's the barometer for this team this year is do we improve? Do we look like we want to be there? Are we physical? Do we look like we don't care that Indiana's ranked 10th? Well, we're going to try to beat you anyway. That's the barometer, not did we go 7-1 and one and make the Big Ten championship. The records and and the outcomes, that is going to wait for year three. Year three, then we'll say, okay, Mel, you know, were we in the Big Ten race? Did we win 10 games? Then it's like, now we need to start seeing results. For now, it's got to be improve, adjustments, things like that. Simple things. The adjustments are the only worrisome aspect of what's happened so far like i said the rocky lombardi throwing three picks in the first half and then they just insist on playing him the rest of the game i don't get that like i get the the only thing that makes sense is mel probably saying this guy's from iowa he's been obsessed with this game for four years and he just beat michigan like let's throw him a freaking bone here like I don't care that he stinks we're not gonna win this game anyway. Just let the kid play, even though I don't know why he wants his family members to see him throw a thousand interceptions. But to each their own. People got different things that they're into. Maybe that's Rocky's thing. So I get that. I'm okay with that. I'll allow it. But from here on out, the homecomings are done, the this meaningful games. I don't care about any of that. Now it's you should be playing a period the best players that give you the best chance to win. And, B, you should start looking at the future. Like, if Rocky starts sucking, maybe, okay, you know, in year three when we want to be competitive, Rocky's not going to be here. Maybe I should start trying to groom whoever will be here for that or even just next year. Like, this team should be far more – they're still going to be bad, but they should be far more competitive even just next year. So, adjustments, Mal. That's the only – the only – thing that is actually concerning i think from this iowa game other than getting destroyed completely is the failure to make adjustments both defensively and then like personnel wise like when when your quarterback throws three picks in the first half fucking he doesn't deserve to go back out there i'm sorry unless it's like trevor lawrence get him out so we'll see We'll see. I don't really – like I said, don't panic, people. It's okay. We knew this team was going to be bad. I know we beat Michigan. That was a great game and everything. But Michigan might also just be bad. We're going to have to take some lumps this year. We're going to get our asses whooped a handful of times. Just got to stay the course. Hang tough. Mel, listen, process-driven. This guy tweets it like nobody's business. Process-driven. Just stay the course. Hang with it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. The season isn't going to be pretty. The rest of the season will not be pretty. Watch the games. Let's hopefully some like a Ricky White, like those are what we're looking for, like young guys, freshmen, sophomores becoming players, the Ricky Whites of the world stepping up and showing, oh, they're going to be here and they're going to be impact players for the next couple of years. That'll be those will be important mel making adjustments and mel just keep recruiting. Apparently, we got a four-star committing. Second four-star of the Mel Tucker era. D'Antonio didn't do that once in the last year and a half or two years, so Mel's got him beat in recruiting already. Apparently another four-star is supposed to commit this week. Listen, trust the process. Mel knows what he's doing. He's got the energy. He's got the mindset. He's got the attitude. He wants to win. He knows what it takes to be successful and to win just a matter of time. Patience, people. Patience is a virtue. It's the most – Patience is the most important ingredient in anything successful. Got to have some patience. Keep enjoying those Saturdays, but instead of maybe focusing so much on the football being played, maybe treat yourself. Get some Oberons. Get it too hard. Treat yourself. Maybe hang out with a few friends. Get some chips. Grill up some burgers maybe. let's make the ex- We got to make the experience a little better because the football's not going to help us out. It's all about the experience with a side of football this year, and then in a couple of years it'll be football with a side of experience. Michigan State gets killed 49-7 by Iowa. Not ideal, is what it is. I don't know. Stuff happens. Be back tomorrow with the Lions. <sighs> I was I was very zen with this one. It will not be the same tomorrow. I'm I'm already I'm already upset just thinking about it. All right. Thanks to everyone for listening. State will be back. Trust the process. Trust Mel Tucker. Didn't go our way this week. But we will be back. Stay patient. Indiana next week, 10, 10th team overall in the world. Another prototype. We're gonna be ever we're gonna get killed. Everyone's gonna say Michigan State stinks. They don't have a shot. This is another Mel Tucker. Like Mel Tucker beats Indiana. It's another. Don't don't get your hopes up. This season still isn't going anywhere, but it becomes a all right. This fucking Mel Tucker guy. We've had a couple games that aren't pretty, but we've had a couple games that are pretty. He knows what he's doing. Indiana MSU will be fun to watch this week. It'll be fun to watch this team go against a team with national aspirations, with Big Ten championship aspirations. It'll be fun. I'm excited to watch. hope everybody enjoys this last week of warm weather before the winter hits. Appreciate everyone listening. We'll see you next time, and go green, baby. Keep the faith.